Uh, welcome to the Bromley Buzz, which is coming yet again from Community House in the heart of Bromley. And uh, I am sitting, uh, Darren Wheel, with two Bromley Town Centre councillors. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Very liberal gentlemen, I might say. <laughs> um, my name's Sam Webber. I'm one of the councillors for Bromley Town, Liberal Democrat. Uh, my name's Graham Casey. I'm uh, one of the other Bromley Town Liberal Democrat councillors. Well, thank you for joining me. And one of the um, interesting things about you gentlemen is that you are uh, new intake, as it were. So in the last elections, uh, the Liberals hadn't been particularly represented recently before that. Um, but now they are, through you. Congratulations, retrospectively. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you very thank much. much. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. We, we, we had, you know, had, had many more councillors in the, in the past, but... Um, but yeah, since uh, 2014, we hadn't had any, so it was great to get back on in such strong numbers, all, mm. all five of us. Yeah. yeah. So what led you to, um, well, I'll tell you what, let's take you in turn. Okay. Um, let's have a little bit of background on your lives, and then we'll go on to things like what it's like being a councillor and uh, what hopefully you're enjoying about it. Uh, so, Graham, um, what's your background? Um, I'm originally from um, Yorkshire, I was born in Doncaster. I've lived all over the country due to my, my parents' sort of uh, working life. So I was raised up here in Aberdeen, been raised in Hull, Hull majoritively. Um, moved down south about 30 odd years ago, went to university, was asked to leave university, and then started working in the local radio station, so BBC Three Counties. I was the voice of the Action Desk. Eventually got a job in London doing what I would have done had I got my degree. Um, so that was completely pointless but um, started in that so I was living, uh, working in Soho as a, a runner um, started doing stand-up comedy ended up doing that for about 20 years off and on in various sorts of uh, ways uh, be it improv humour or um, straight stand-up um, worked as a tour guide on the duck tours so if you've ever been on a second world war amphibious vehicle may well be me who had waved you goodbye or indeed entertained you on the way around um, worked for car phone where I've done a lot actually I've <laughs> <laughs> done a fair whack uh, found time to get married had two children had a cat for a long time now I have a dog um, and in 2016 had a, a, a great and strong desire to um, get involved in politics as I'd finally had enough and uh, wanted to make an immediate um, difference to people's lives in a positive way uh, realised my children were far too small and I didn't have the energy so I just basically delivered leaflets for a long, uh, for quite a few years. Um, stood in 2018 as paper candidate uh, which I found a very informative and instructive uh, experience uh, before finally of course um, getting elected last year alongside my uh, colleagues Julie Ireland, Sam Webber, uh, Chloe Ross and uh, Will Conley as well so yeah. That's about it, really. I think There's I a should, lot more in between. <laughs> I, I think I should have asked this in a, a, the other order, in actual fact. So follow that. <laughs> follow that, yeah, no, I, I can't follow that, really. Um, I, I, get, I guess I'm, I'm a bit different in the sense I've always been in and around Bromley. Um, sort of, you know, spent my life, you know, I always say my dad was born in Farnborough Hospital. I was born in Farnborough Hospital. My um, brothers and sisters and my kids were all, were all so we're all quite local. Um, and yeah, you know, dad grew up in Orpington. I grew up in Bickley. Um, I first got involved with politics um, in, I would say, 2002. Um, I was an intern for Simon Hughes, the former Liberal Democrat MP. I uh, had a gap year working in his office uh, and later sort of thought, I really should get involved with the party um, locally. So I joined in Alpington, where, where we did have you know, still quite a few councillors. Um, so I think I joined in 2004, but I've been delivering leaflets all of, all of that time, all over the country, helping out in by-elections. And I've always sort of thought, always been sort of drawn to the council as sort of, you know, where, where we have a local voice and a local presence. And obviously we've had some challenging uh, elections in that, in that period, but it was, it was great to be. And I'm, 
I, I might as well admit, because I suppose it's a matter of record, it took me six attempts to get on Bromley Council. So there's, I guess it's, even though I'm one of the younger uh, new intake. Um, so you're basically sort of the Andy Murray of politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've stood in all sorts of mm. different wards in parts of the borough, St Mary Cray and Chiswells and stuff. But, uh, but no, really, really great to get... Uh, to, to be elected in Bromley Town with such a brilliant team and um, we obviously pay credit uh, to Julie Ireland our colleague who helped sort of run um, both the 2018 campaign which we nearly sort of got over the line on and then obviously 2022 when we, when we did all three of us get elected so we, it's been brilliant really seeing uh, as, as Graham sort of hinted at what, what the council can do and, and picking up what, what the roles we've got which is very different when you're campaigning to one that you actually get elected and have a, a voice and a role. Very true. Uh, by the way, thank you for mentioning Julie Ireland, because um, now if I speak to her, I can say, uh, you got a very big recommendation from Sam um, before this. <laughs> well, um, but yes, I'm sure that the gap between expectation of being a councillor and the reality of it is somewhat different. It is very different, and and it's it's the the leaflets that we have to deliver that Graham's you know said he, we've all been delivering for years, and you know it's that can seem quite sort of mundane and basic and, or annoying if you've got a big stack of leaflets, but that is effectively what got us elected, what what you know our message to people that and, and obviously knocking on the doors and getting organised and and being sort of laser like focused about where we can win and and probably other parts of the borough where where we've got less chance of of getting elected, and that's tough, and it's you know obviously. Nearly getting elected for us in 2018 was was really close, and so we knew we knew we could we knew we could win Bromley Town, but it took a lot of work and a lot of, you know, days when we probably should have been doing other things, delivering leaflets, a lot of hours knocking on the door, and um, but you get a great response from people, and people give us, you know, the campaigns are led by the residents, who tell us what they're they're interested in and what they're angry about, um, and that's you know our main way of talking to them, uh, in, you know, with so few ways of getting a message across to the to the voters yet yeah, getting a leaflet and and some social media interaction and emails is, is really important about you know what what it fires up our residents yeah well firing up residents so that they actually engage in the democratic process is really important and um, being able to bring people such as yourself onto the podcast to encourage others is very important to us as well so that's another reason why I'm very pleased to be with you now so um one of the things you most see in the social media from councillors of all types is stuff that people, many people, regard as quite mundane, but it's in their backyard. So things like potholes have been very popular, in a manner of speaking, uh, lately. Um, services for which the council is responsible, and so on and so forth. Uh, so what's been filling your post or email bags? Um, well, uh, yeah, well, the pothole issue has been quite a large one and I know it is an absolute pain as well and I think one of the biggest problems with it is not so much the issue itself as the excuses provided to try and explain why it's happening because it is incredibly frustrating you go to a lot of I mean I went to France not so long back and I'm driving around little villages silky smooth roads mm. can't see what any problem is there and their weather is pretty much the same as our weather. They're, they're getting rain as well. Might, might, might even sometimes occasionally be coming from the wrong direction. But they don't have the same sort of issues that we have. So I think it's a bit more fundamental than that. Um, so a lot of people have been complaining about that. But it did give an Orpton, sorry, Bromley, actually might be an Orpton, resident the opportunity to put in uh, plastic ducks and yes. other things into the potholes and get himself national publicity, which is hilarious. Well, to be fair, I, I mean, <laughs> and I've got to admit that one of the sort of um, um, the, the bucket list things that I had as far as campaigning was to find myself a decent sized pothole so I could do the grumpy face pointing down the sort of image, which seems to be like, you know, it's a, a staple of a, a lot of politicians. 
but it is a bit it is frustrating when you see repairs being done and then within a, a week or so that repair is no longer viable but it's been marked as completed we brought this up in council we, we said you know this is this is ridiculous it's, as far as people are concerned, they're not realising that that is in fact a temporary repair. Why they're mm. bothering with a temporary repair in the first place, I don't know. But they're chucking some tar, <coughs> some tarmac in there for the moment, just to level off the road again. And as soon as the water gets behind or any water at the base, and then you've got the first frost comes along, the whole lot gets blown out again before they do an actual proper repair. But it was being marked as a proper repair. So we said to the council, said, well, we, we need to explain to people, because we're getting complaints saying... I marked this down as an issue. You've said it's repaired. Three or four weeks later, my car's getting cream crackered again. And we'd like, can we put a bit of definition in when we explain that this is a temporary repair for now, we will come back and then actually do it properly there afterwards. And I think that's something the council has actually listened to and they're now putting that out. So that's good because that's just, you know, people want things repaired. They're quite happy as long as they understand that repair may not happen immediately, but yeah. it will happen. And then it's being described properly. We, sh we should say that the council officers, when we first got elected, did, did say that we effectively should carry on doing what we were doing before as residents and campaigners. And I'd urge absolutely everyone to do this if they're not already doing it. And a lot of people in Bromley are, which is the website Fix My Street, mm. which is brilliant. Uh, whether you pinpoint an issue and just write about it or whether you pinpoint an issue and then as well as writing about it, upload a photo of, of the, the pothole or the issue you know, empty tree pit or dead tree or whatever it might be, pavement needed to be fixed. Um, the council are, are pretty good at, at actioning those and or at least responding and telling you it's not their responsibility, whose it is. Um, so that's, you know, we were pushed in the same direction uh, as, as councillors, as, as any resident would be. And that's a really popular, quite effective mm. website. And you can monitor it and you can go back and say, why hasn't this been fixed six weeks later? We have had some great successes with, with getting potholes, you know, relayed, yeah. getting you know, holes, street stretches signs, of the road, yeah. street signs, yeah. There's there's also I mean you see I mean even this morning I used it because it was a burnt out motorcycle on my dog walk, um, so it was like we just report it. Hopefully within you know by the end of the day that should be then taken away, uh, and the site left as it's supposed to be left. So it's a very useful website to use. It is very effective. Absolutely, would urge everyone. Thing is, I, I try to avoid things that are negative on the shows. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was but a very I, I walked into that one. Bike. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about the bike. I'm talking about the potholes. But no. I brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But one important thing there is that actually the existence of things like that and the amount of time and mental effort and energy that people put into dealing with them mm -hmm. then detracts from other things. Yeah. Uh, and you've actually also said that there's been progress in it, so mm. thank you for mentioning yeah. that as well. But beforehand, you were, or, uh, Sam, you were talking about um, something to do with a homeless uh, charity yes. that was locally and jam, which and is jam, even jam. more interesting. Yeah, no, no. The <laughs> well, the Richard and Graham and I can, can both give a, a plug for, for Bromley Homeless, who, who um, you know we've we've been in touch with, and I actually went in to meet. Uh, they've they've got a, their base in Bromley is in the is in the United Reformed Church next to Boots, um, but they they have their big annual fundraiser is the Sleep Out, um, which I know sort of other other councillors are also doing, but it, but we're doing it this Saturday evening mm. uh, and we're raising money for for Bromley homeless, um, obviously a brilliant charity who they work solely with with residents and. Um, clients of theirs within the borough, um, so they're their best place to advise people. They they know people that are on their books, and they're 
best place to point them in the right direction um, in, in whichever way they can. So this is their biggest fundraiser of the year. I think we're both doing all right, and uh, it's going to be Not bad. A, a, wet, a wet Saturday evening, I think, yes. but um, we've, it's important to do it, and we've been shouting about it. And I think they say you know, over 97p in every pound donated to them goes to the front line, to their, to their clients. So um, we, we want to do our bit to support them, and uh, other colleagues are doing the same. So we're, um, it's, yeah, it's an important local charity, definitely. Have Absolutely. you been on that before? I haven't, no, but I know other councillors have. Yes, um, Sam Jill did it last year, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one or two, one or two other um, fellow councillors have done it before. We didn't get the opportunity to do it last year, but we uh, we couldn't wait this year. Exactly. We were very keen to sort of get on board and actually take part in it. Not least because it's a... It, to be fair, you get people to sponsor you to sleep. I mean, there might be <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. very little in the way of effort actually going mm. on here. So anyway, what are we going to do? Lie down, right? I'll start training tonight. No problem. Exactly. So. Uh, they, they, I think the um, Tamasha restaurant in, in Widmore Road is, uh, is involved with it and that they're feeding us up uh, right. beforehand with, the, with yeah. the curry and, and residents that don't want to sleep out are encouraged to come and you know, pay £10 and have, a, have an outdoor Stare curry. Stare at us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, I mean, and, yeah, the, the, the Jam is another example of just a little local charity that perhaps isn't, isn't known um, to many, which is uh, Bromley and Shepherd's College um, opposite the Swan and Mitre uh, pub in the High Street. Um, and, that, and that's... Uh, you know, offers residential accommodation for uh, clergy, retired clergy, and their families. And there's there's someone there that makes very nice jam. A, re- a retired uh, school teacher, retired vicar. Um, so yeah, I wanted to add that as an example of a little a little known charity where non-residents are encouraged to come in and see see um, Bromley and Shepherd's College, which was built in 1672. So one of our oldest buildings mm. in in the borough and in the town centre. So I'd encourage you perhaps. Uh, Darren took to go and meet them and have a look around Bromley Shepherds College. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, but there's so many more. You know, we, we're involved with the Bromley Civic Society. We've been involved with the, the churches and other faith groups. Uh, there's so much going on in, in Bromley uh, as well as the, the beards, our links with the police. There's, there's, you know, there's so much going on with the, with the hub, obviously. But, um, uh, go on, name those. Um, oh, I'm going to give you a choice. Yeah, you, no, I'm going to give you a choice of. of, of oh, is this actually a donation? Yeah, yeah no, that's it. Is, is that allowed? I don't know. Do I have to declare yeah. it? But anyway, have, well, a, have a look. Not the BBC, we're fine. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I would encourage you. You know, the, the, yeah, obviously going and chatting to. Mm. You know, we've we've been chatting to um, where the Bromley Sleepout uh, is, is. Is Bromley Parish Church? Obviously, a huge history there. That's where the mayor and, and that's the sort of where all the focal point of the borough's uh, remembrance services are. I think this year might be Orpington actually because of Mr Mayor. But, but yeah, Bromley Parish Church obviously heavily bombed in the war and it was it was re-founded and reopened by Her Majesty the Queen before she was Queen I think in 1947. So there's a plaque there that she uh, that she uh, she laid in before she was Queen. So, that, so there's a lot of history there with the, the you know the churches, the parks, um, I've recently met with the Friends of Bromley Parks. They do an incredible amount of volunteering. Um, there's so many different groups, and there's certainly some, some more people we could put you away that would want to sort of shout about what they do in Bromley. And, you know, on the whole, these are, these are volunteers, aren't they, these, that give up their time for, yeah. uh, for all of us. Yes, the volunteering thing has been a theme which has kept coming up on the podcast, uh, but it's getting harder for people. The cost of living crisis, mm. the, ret- the retreat of the retirement age, less people are able to volunteer than they were before and I think it might be a little bit of a, a crisis coming there. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, I got, I got involved with a local um, food bank during the pandemic when I was uh, you know, at home on, on furlough for a bit myself, just take, you know, taking things along, encouraging residents in my road to go and support the local food bank. But you know, I think we're all aware that we're never you know, more than what, a, a month or two away from donating the food bank to actually needing yeah, the food bank to help. 
Um, and that was became very clear from conversations I was having. So um, yeah, it's it's so important if to do whatever you can, and you know, um, yeah, we get, get people coming to us um, in all sorts of situations, and it's it's great to be able to help them. And you know, we, we would help them anyway, and, and would have done before we were elected. But um, but we, I guess we just have that more of a voice. And, you know, the the council staff have the council officers have to reply to us and want to engage with us um, and get these situations. Um, improved and, and resolved so so it's great to be able to have that that opportunity to to help the residents that get in touch with us um, mm. and with a whole range of different we're always issues. encouraging residents and I, I mean as I said to you earlier I was, I was on the street and I was um, delivering and I was speaking with residents and saying like you know if you have any issues please do contact we want to hear from you we don't care if you voted for us or not we want to hear mm. from you because we want to be able to offer you assistance if you need it and I think the nice thing also is uh, you know the the community aspect of what we do, and I think of the the party that we're members of. I think are, we're very much community activists, and the fact that we are always out and about, and we are speaking with people, and I think people are genuinely surprised sometimes to find a councillor on the doorstep. They don't think it's going to happen, but it's like, well, what else am I going to do if I'm not here? I'm at work, and if I'm not at work, I'm doing council stuff. So I'll be out delivering. And I'll I'll come round and see you. I caught someone out who's got a stray cat in their back garden. I'm, <laughs> I'm debating whether or not to go around and see if I can pick up this cat for them. It's just like you got all sorts of um, strange things, but it's it's nice the way in which people reach out to you and then seem utterly surprised that you've responded and you just think well this is what I'm supposed to do this is the very least we're supposed to be doing mm. is responding mm. if we can help that's a bonus you know if we can actually get something on your side actually helping in a positive way for your life or whatever your issue is brilliant yeah. but the fact that they seem surprised it always gets me I think it's just and we, and we should I should say I guess as part of the sort of democratic process every 20 years they have a rejig of all the boundaries so you know you wouldn't know if you live where you know some people in our ward have been living in Hayes and Coney Hall for 20 years and are suddenly in Bromley Town and to them if you knock on their door <laughs> yeah. they, they basically have, you know wouldn't wouldn't necessarily know that they've been in Hayes and they've always been they've always been where they, where they are and want to engage with us and uh, you know so it's, it's great to, to be able to know that and but obviously we have to keep a abreast a, a of all the different ward boundaries and knowing yeah. if something's somebody else's uh, responsibility to put them in touch with our with our colleagues in in different wards but, it's, but no it's great to do you can go on the um, on, on the Bromley Council website to find out who is my councillor you put in your um, postal code it will tell you who your ward representative is if you have an issue those are the people you need to contact even if I mean we've had it ourselves if we get contacted by someone if we realise they're not in our ward, we're able to put them in contact with the right person. Yeah. You know, even mm. if we've initially started, I mean, I've done it myself. I started working on one particular thing, not realising the person wasn't in my ward, contacted the correct ward representative, said, um, sorry, my mistake, because of the convention of the course that we do pass it along to the right colleague, uh, but uh, this is what I've already begun, this is their issue, and now they will take it from there. So, you know, people are very good in that, in that way. All the council of colleagues are pretty yeah. good on that. They will... You know, make sure they get the right people to speak to whomever's got an issue at hand. Mm. So, for each of you, um, could you choose, and this is always a difficult question, a highlight uh, since you got elected? And if you say that a highlight was getting elected, mm -hmm. I will cope with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Let's have a think, because there's been so many now or less. <laughs> um, there's, no, because I'm still waiting for that one to come come right. I'll tell you what, you can pause and think and I'll yeah. edit the pause out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't, wouldn't say highlight, but obviously there have been a lot of significant moments mm. in, in our short term. You know, so we've, we've had 
not only have we had uh, the, the Jubilee, but we also had the, the death of Her Majesty and seeing how the council reacted to that so quickly in terms of formal sort of proclamation ceremonies. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, the, the, you know, the, there was a Holocaust Memorial Day event that, that we were all invited to and obviously Remembrance Day where we all fan out across the borough to our respective wards and represent uh, the mayor. That's obviously significant. So we just, we, you know, we wouldn't get it, get asked to do that if we weren't the councillor. So it's a privilege to be able to represent all uh, residents at these sort of, these big events, um, but also I think, to, to, as, as Graham said, to take up their case and to follow up on why something hasn't been actioned. Um, you know, that I wouldn't necessarily say that's that's a highlight, but it's a huge privilege to be able to follow up on something and, and know that I can get something looked at more closely by um, council council officers um, on behalf of a resident. I think that's really important. And, and um, yeah, well, for me, um, a, a, a recent one actually, um, which I'm quite pleased with because I, part of my uh, the my sort of daytime role at the moment is I'm a teaching uh, a teaching assistant at um, a primary school in Orpington because my boys go there it was dreadfully convenient drop them off pick them up it was absolutely perfect mm. so I ended up sort of getting work there but I work with um, children with special educational needs so it's their sort of cause is quite close to my heart so this is why I, f- I found myself on the children's education and families um, subcommittee it's something I've, I've been very passionate about and I wanted to stay with I had the option of moving on you know, changing up for something else after a year, and I, I wanted to stay with it. And of course, adult care and health, which I think is a natural follow-on for it, but it wasn't something I initially was interested in. But when it's issues surrounding children with SEND needs, um, I do feel slightly more passionate about it, and I feel I've got a bit more of a um, a personal grasp of it than, than some people may not have had. So uh, a, a little victory recently was a, uh, a young person who was having difficulty in getting to their school because the transport was creating you know issues of anxiety for them and anxieties are, you know there was a report out this week talking about um, how many um, school refusers there are basically down to anxiety and a lot of that will be children with special educational needs there's also a lot of children on uh, people premium who are also having those problems as well and they're the ones who are getting the most intervention and they're going to have the hardest time afterwards regarding their outcomes unless they can get all that support in place first and I've seen what it's like for some of these children in especially mainstream schools you know the, the way budgets have been cut it's very difficult um, for people like myself to sort of offer the the kind of support we want to when we're occasionally spread quite thinly across a few children and for this young person coming in school, it was a very difficult time for them. They weren't enjoying the um, the travel arrangements. I was able to just arrange an improvement to that. It's a little, it's a tiny little thing that in the grand scheme of things makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. But for that family and that person, it's huge. And if you do something like that, you walk away and you think, that's brilliant. Now, I've actually made a proper difference there. Probably won't ever get me, you know, I can't put it on an election leaflet. It's not going to get me realising that thing, but as as for the role in what we do and the difference we can make, that's it. That's it right there. Absolutely yeah. perfect. I think, uh, Darren, as you, as you sort of hinted at, the, I mean, the highlight uh, would, would without doubt be actually getting over the line and, and winning and getting onto the council and being able to pay tribute to our predecessors um, and, and to sort of thank all the residents and all the volunteers that made the election work. But um, but a, a real tangible example, I, I guess, for, for me, is someone who contacted me. We've all got a council uh, phone. Someone who contacted me on, on a bank holiday after, the bank holiday Monday after Easter with a housing issue, um, you know, having having got themselves 
having had to leave home and, and being in alternative accommodation and getting them and it took many it took from from Easter to, to the end of August to get them rehoused um, fully and happily um, and, and you know it's, it's an ongoing process but being able to, and I'm sure they would have been rehoused anyway but for me being able to sort of chase up and hold people's feet to the fire and to push for you know dates and deadlines and, and updates um, has been you know hugely I think helpful for that person uh, they've obviously actually moved out of the ward sadly but uh, but moved into to another ward but but yeah being able to get someone rehoused uh, you know is, is obviously crucial it's why we're here so great to win but great to be able to actually help people on a day-to-day basis as well absolutely well thank you for taking us to a t- tremendously positive conclusion uh, <laughs> in each of your cases do you have a preferred uh, way that people can see what you're doing in terms of social media or any other means and or contact and you've of course already mentioned about the council website which has selected contact information on it yes we can you can contact us via our um, sort of our official account so in my case it would be um, graham.casey at bromley.gov.uk I am available on social media, but to be fair, it's a lot of Wordle stuff and silly pictures with my dog, but it is there as well. So um, uh, my, my social media side of me is very much more about me and is less, it does talk about my political side of my life as well, but my political side of my life is very much part of who I am as a person anyway, so it just gets lumped in with everything. It's not something that I, I keep separate. It is part of who I am now. Um, I'm on Twitter, which I can't really bring myself to not call Twitter, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on there. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, as, as Graham said, I'm on the Bromley Council. I think you know the, you can search Sam Weber Bromley Council, and that would that would now bring up my profile uh, on, on online. So yeah, multiple ways of getting in touch with us all on email, and we've got a Bromley Liberal Democrat website as well. We should point, point people towards as well uh, with with different contact details, and that's also got our colleagues in Beckenham on there as well. Mm. Well, thank you very much again for your time. Thank Thank you you very much, Darren. Thank you.